Jesus to My Rescue offers powerful, motivational content for the whole family. Visit our website now at www.jesustomyrescue.com. Join our Christian community today. Welcome to Enjoying Everyday Life with New York Times bestselling author Joyce Meyer. On today's program, Joyce will be teaching from her series, How to Survive Change. We all experience change, and sometimes it can be difficult to navigate. But the key to transformation begins with our thoughts. What we think can determine whether we face change quickly or it lasts longer than it has to. And we don't have to survive change on our own. Joyce reminds us that when we choose to trust God, we'll see He is with us every step of the transforming journey. Now, here's Joyce with today's teaching. How many Christians actually really ever enter the promised land and live the life? Now, what am I talking about when I say live the life? I'm not talking about having everything you want. I'm not even talking about uh, financial wealth. I'm talking about knowing who you are in Christ, knowing the power that's available to you as a believer. I'm talking about doing something worth doing with your life. I'm talking about other people coming into the kingdom because you're alive and breathing. I'm talking about joy and peace and, and being stable and, and your emotion is not ruling you and controlling you all the time. I'm talking about not needing to hate somebody because they hurt your feelings. These are the real victories that we need. It's not more stuff that we need. God will take care of the stuff. You seek the kingdom, God adds the things. And the kingdom is not things. It's these spiritual truths that I'm talking about. There's a lot of rich people that are very, very, very miserable. But the thing that people really fail to understand, I think, is the word possess. What does it mean when I say possess the land? What did God mean? Well, the word possess means to occupy by dispossessing the current occupants. So in other words, the land that belongs to you, there's a nasty little demon who's parked on it. And that demon may come through, you know. Oh, so like, for example, one of the things that I had a real problem with was, man, I would just I just did not handle it well when I would have to deal with anybody who had a personality that was just like my dad's was. Do you realize that there's certain people we back away from? And we really should be able to deal with everybody, still follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit, do what we believe God's asking us to do. But boy, when it came to him or anybody with his personality, I would just like... I mean, and Dave even told me after we were married a few years, he said, you get around your dad and you act like a totally different person. It was because I had fear, and I had fear of that strong, manipulative, controlling personality. And so I got into this pattern in life where either I had to be in control or somebody was controlling me. So I never had balance because both of those are weird and off the wall and not what God wants. How many of you have to deal with somebody controlling and manipulating in your life? Okay. So see, the... The thing to really be able to do is to just to say, you know, look, I love you, but you're not going to control me. But if we have those fears, we can't do that. Okay, so I'm over here saying, God, I want to be free. So I'm coming into the promised land. I get over here, and here's a person 
with my dad's exact personality sitting on my piece of ground. <laughs> so I can either run back to the wilderness Okay, now listen, anything you run from is going to be waiting for you somewhere else. The only way out is through. Let me say it again. The only way out is through. Before David could become king, he had to stand up to Goliath. <laughs> And so instead of running away and avoiding people like that, if I wanted to have this area of freedom that Jesus died to give me, I had to confront. So one day I was praying and the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, I want you to go confront your father. And then he said, but not, not yet. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but I just want you to have it in your head that the time's gonna come and I'll have you prepared. It still didn't make it easy. When the time came and God told me to go do that and I went down, my dad was sitting in a recliner. I had never confronted him about what he did to me. And my mother's running around the house and she's already been in a mental institution for several years because she hid from what he was doing to me. So I'm trying to protect her and confront him. And I mean, it was just like a nutty situation. And I was shaking so hard. Just because God tells you to go do something doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. But the only way that you are free is when you press through and you do what God wants you to do and you get on the other side of it. Amen? Amen. And so when the time came, I went and I did it. I hope you're understanding. I hope you're actually seeing pictures of what I'm talking about today. Because I believe that I could just say to you this morning, Thus saith the Lord, I'm going to have you confront, da, 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 da. <laughs> Not right now today, but get ready. <laughs> have your mind set. That another situation is going to come up, and you're going to have to choose between running again. And I'm not just talking about confronting people that are hard to deal with. How many of you can think of something right now that you've been running from? See, as long as you run from it, you'll never be free from it. Do it afraid. Amen. Amen. Courage is not having no fear. It's doing what you know you should do while you feel the fear. If you have fear in your life, I wrote a book a couple years ago called Living Courageously. It talked to you about every area of fear in your life and how to go through it and overcome it. Now, when Joshua and the people went into the promised land, if you go read the Bible, you'll find that, that they had to dispossess in order to possess. Let's look at Joshua chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Joshua chapter 1, verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. So now arise, take his place. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land which I am giving to them, the Israelites. So God says, look, I've given you the land. Now watch what he says. And every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given to you as I promised Moses. So he's literally saying, there's the land. I'm saying to you, there's freedom. There's joy. There's peace. There's righteousness. There's power. There's victory. 
Now go take it. You say, well, now I'm not talking about getting into works of the flesh. What I'm talking about is when the Holy Spirit brings you to something to know that that's the right time in your life. And I love this. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads. Hey, you know what? I've been at this 40 years and I'm still taking stuff. It's not so bad, really, once you just understand it's just part of the plan. Amen? And so you take the land. And you take the land. I had bought one of my daughters some presents one time, and I told her I had these gifts for her, and she didn't come to get them, didn't come to get them, and a week, week and a half went by, and I called and said, look, I got these presents here for you. You're not going to get them if you don't come get them. I wasn't going to bring them to her. I had already done my part. <laughs> Is anybody awake out there? Hey, when Jesus finished, he sat down at the right hand of God, put his feet up on what the Bible says is a footstool waiting for his enemies to be made a footstool for his feet. Guess who he expects to defeat the enemy? We're supposed to be walking out the defeat that he gained for us. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest to destroy the works of the wicked one. So when the Son of God comes to live in us, we're to continue that work that he began, and every day be ready to put the devil in his place. He roams about like a lion, roaring in fierce hunger, seeking whom he will devour. And you don't have to fight with the devil all the time. I mean, you're in a war, but you don't have to fight with the enemy all the time. You just need to know the truth. If you know the truth and you act on the truth, then the truth will make you free. Come on, if you know the truth and you act on the truth, then the truth will make you free. See, that's another version of what Dave was sharing this morning about if you know your rights, what your real rights are as a citizen in America, then people can't take your rights away from you if you already know that they're the ones that are parked on what belongs to you. You can't tell a kid that they can't wear a cross around their neck to school. How can you tell somebody they can't pray or they can't speak the name of Jesus? I mean, that's just dumb. And people have to go and say, no, you're wrong. I can do that. I do have a right to do that. And you're not going to take that right away from me. But just like we're talking about this, if I don't know that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ by God's grace, not because I do everything right, but by his grace, then when the devil comes along and makes me feel ashamed and guilty, I'm just going to receive it because I don't have anything in me to come against it with. So if you continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Amen. Now, so we're in this process of restoration. God is re-everything, restore, repent, renew. <laughs> and the word re means to go back to the original condition. Repent is an interesting word because a penthouse is the highest place in a building. So when we repent, we go back to the highest place that we can have in God. Amen. So I was thinking about this restoration process. And sometimes I like just examples, you know, to give good examples. And so if you think about somebody restoring a piece of worn out, beat up furniture, 
I don't know about you, but by the time I really got into a serious relationship with God, I felt like a worn out, beat up, used up piece of old furniture. Oh God, restore me. <laughs> so if I took my old beat up dresser to a place where they restored furniture, how would that process go? <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Listen, if you've ever restored a piece of furniture, you're gonna be all over this. The first thing that happens is stripping. They have to start stripping off all the old layers. And boy, depending on how old the piece of furniture is, it could have several layers of different paint or varnish. Now, I don't know about you. Maybe God deals with you differently. But let me tell you something. I have been stripped of many things. You say, well, what do you mean? That sounds like kind of a violent word. <laughs> Come on, God is good. He never does anything except it's going to be good for us. Okay? Let me give you an example. I got asked to leave a church one time because they thought I was too radical. Well, here's the thing. That was painful. I got stripped of my church, my friends, my social life. But you know what? I didn't have enough sense to leave. Hello? Thanks for listening. Some of the most difficult moments of change can lead to our greatest freedoms. So whether we're in the middle of a challenging season of change or struggling to face a transition, we know what is up ahead. God is ready to help transform our mindsets and be with us every step of the way. Remember, how we think about the journey makes all the difference. We don't have to wait for hope. We can choose to be hopeful and know we'll see the change we've been waiting for. For more resources from Joyce, visit JoyceMeyer.org. The Bible, our instruction book for life. Spending time in God's Word will change our lives, but consistent and effective study can at times be challenging. That's one reason why Joyce is here to help. At JoyceMeyer.org slash Bible study, you'll find ways to make your study time come to life with helpful resources, study suggestions, and encouragement from Joyce. Get the most you can out of your time studying God's Word with everyday study. Sign up today at JoyceMeyer.org slash Bible study. Thanks again for listening to Enjoying Everyday Life. Our mission here at Joyce Meyer Ministries is simple, sharing Christ and loving people. Remember, together we can do more.